Welcome to the Heal Everything Podcast with none other than Tama Aziz Serwa. You are not here by coincidence. This is a sacred space for the holy, ratchet woman who knows that she has the power to heal everything. I'm going to help you learn some new things, create a legacy of healing, elevate your mind. You do not want to miss an episode of this podcast. So make sure you subscribe and you share and you favorite us. And invite your sisters because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. Peace and blessings, power people. You are listening to Reverend and High Priestess Tema Aziz Serwa. Welcome to the fourth episode and our season two, where we are talking about toxic lover healing. I have been getting incredible feedback from those of you who've been listening to this dialogue about how to get what you want in your love life. And the secret to getting what you want in your love life is to be what you are looking for. Be what you are looking for. And in order for that to be a reality, you're going to need to work on your heart's IQ, getting it higher. For those of you who may not really be familiar with who I am and the nature of my work, um, like Hove says, allow me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) I have been um, tuning into the hearts of girls and women my entire life. The first time my mother caught me laying hands on someone to channel healing was when I was two. My first business I created at six. It was called Children with Attitudes. And I went into the social service field right out of college, working with uh, youth in a group home. Then I worked with adults with disabilities. Then I found myself in sales, B2B sales, where I was teaching small business owners how to leverage technology, applications, and all of that. Um, And I knew that there was more to me. It was my own womb health crisis that called me into the world of holistic medicine. Here I am now with two bachelor degrees, a master's, four professional, I think I'm over four professional certifications now, an honorary doctorate of divinity. Um, I've been blessed to be in magazines, newspapers, on TV, radio. I've written three books and published one. I've traveled since my youth as a minister in song and preacher. And sometimes I forget to really share my scope with people especially when I've gotten a download that I just want to drop. But I wanted to take time for my listeners who have been connecting with the podcast. This is airing in an audience of five different countries and 98% of the United States. I just want you to know that I'm not new to the conversation around healing and healing deeply. I have been doing this for a very, very, very long time. And I never bring to others what I have not had to live and master within myself. So to give some context to our conversation about raising our heart's intelligence, our our heart's IQ, you know, my greatest heart trauma, 
if you will, came back in 2008 when I separated from my now ex-husband. And that event was the catalyst I needed to start a journey about understanding how to be good to myself and how to love me unconditionally. And it's work. And notice I didn't say how to love others unconditionally. No, 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 no. That first blow to my heart space taught me how to go deeper and loving myself unconditionally. And in that phase of my life, that version of me believed that marriage was a ministry. It was my responsibility to get it right. It was a lot of pressure that I had created for myself. But I'm a living witness that when we do the necessary work, it works. And there are no shortcuts to really tuning into your heart and learning how to move through the ebbs and flows of life in a way that preserves your peace. So as we have this conversation, I really want you to pay attention to what you feel in your body, where you feel different things in your body. And I want to give some literal biological information about the power of your heart. I want to put this in perspective. So your heart is the tool given to you to access your power of balance, unconditional love, and courage. Your heart circulates all the blood and energy needed for you to sustain life. Your heart physiologically is always the size of your fist. Make a fist. That's the current size of your heart. And there is a deeper meaning to that. Pay attention to that. When you were in your mother's womb, your heart developed before your brain within three weeks of your conception and it was sitting high up in your chest and while you were in a safe space of growth the womb your heart was actually nine times your entire body size as you developed your heart began its journey of moving from a higher position to a lower position in your body and by the time you were born your heart sat in your solar plexus chakra, which is your midsection. It stayed there for a couple of weeks after your birth. Most people don't know this about your heart. It stayed there for a couple of weeks after your birth. And after you got familiar with earth, which is the place where polarity reigns, we wouldn't appreciate light without darkness. We wouldn't appreciate the sunshine without the storms, right? So you had to get acclimated. So after you got familiar with earth, then your heart moves back into your chest cavity, neatly protected, beating life, pumping blood. Now the hearts of children beat faster than the hearts of adults. And my philosophy is where there is rapid growth, there is a need for more rhythm. Where there is less social programming, trauma, and remembrance of who you came into this world to be, the heart beats faster. 
I want to I want you to understand the power of your heart, not just emotionally, because honestly, these past couple of weeks working with my clients, I've been having a conversation telling women, please knock your emotions off the pedestal you've placed them on. Your whole life is not about what you feel. And just because you feel something doesn't make it a fact. We got to go into a more integrated way of functioning. And women who don't properly place their emotions are often women who spend too much time in their head. They don't know the power of raising their heart's IQ. They are too busy overthinking, overperforming, and hoping that someone else sees the value that they haven't even seen within themselves. And I really believe that is a consequence of not living in your heart. With where you are in your life right now, how is your heart? Write down your answer. If you have to pause the podcast, I don't know, you know, if you're listening in your car, please be safe. But I want you to answer this question. I don't want you to just hear it. With where you are in your life right now, how is your heart? Not just your physical heart, but your emotional and spiritual heart. If you could come up with one word to describe how your heart is doing, what is that word? And when you join me for the podcast after hours, I really want to hear what is that word for you? When people start venturing into heart chakra work, tuning into the frequency of their heart, um, healing their heart, you know, they're reaching for their rose quartz, good things to do, by the way. They're pulling up heart chakra meditations from YouTube. We actually have one to create emotional healing. Great things to do, right? They're picking up great books on love. Um, But all of those tools are dependent on something that only you can give yourself. It doesn't matter how many times you hold that rose course over your chest. If you are disconnected from your own heart, you need something more than that. I want you to remember the moment that you disconnected. What knocked you out of your heart? What made you question the power of your heart? And start living primarily in your head. And there are two things required to raise your heart's IQ. Number one, self-trust. I don't care what case you build against yourself to validate why you live in your head and not in your heart, not in your body. I'm telling you right now that you are worthy and you deserve to return to trusting yourself, believing that your instincts and your intuition are good. So in order to raise your heart's IQ, you got to get self-trust. Oh, but Tama, 
I saw the red flags and proceeded anyway. Yeah, you're human. That's what happens when you're here on earth. Sometimes you don't do the rational thing. So, you recovered. I don't feel like I covered. Fuck your feelings. That's what I mean by knocking some of these emotions off the pedestal. Listen, the the opportunity you have is to really learn how to properly place what you feel. I don't always feel like I am raw, unapologetic power. But there are some things that I choose to make non-negotiable about my self-identity because I am a woman of faith. Unshakable, immovable faith. And one of the things that I believe in more than anything or anyone else is myself. And if I can't rock with me, how do I expect to have reflect re- relationships that reflect healthy interaction if I'm not interacting with myself in a way that is loving and affirming? So one of the key things you need to raise your heart's IQ is self-trust. The second thing that you need is surrender. Now, before I get into surrender, um, let's make sure we have the same definition of trust. What is yours? Write that down. My definition of trust is... And let's see if we, we see trust the same way. My definition of trust is the ability to preserve peace no matter what is happening. Inside of you or outside of you. It is the ability to learn how to drop down into acceptance and allowance. That's my definition of trust. And I don't need anybody else to be anything in order for me to decide that I'm going to trust myself, trust the process, trust that the outcome will serve me well. Whether that person is doing what I want them to do, think they should do, or what it doesn't matter. I trust. I'm not trading my peace for superstition and skepticism and fear when I can just trust and preserve my peace. Right? What's your definition and did your definition require? somebody else to be anything other than who they are for you to trust. And what does that say about how you channel your clarity and your power? So the second thing you need to raise your heart's IQ is surrender, 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 surrender. There's a difference between moving powerfully versus moving forcefully. What's the difference between power and force? Power is a reflection of what you know about yourself. And when you are moving powerfully, you have nothing to prove and no one to prove it to. You're being. 
who you know you are and you are congruent with yourself. Force is synonymous with control. I am behaving, choosing, speaking, moving a specific way to try to guarantee a specific outcome. And that is exhausting. That's exhausting. Especially when it involves other people. Because you can't control nobody else. Heart intelligence is important because it keeps you grounded. Keeps you from wasting time and energy on things that really at the end of the day don't really matter. It's outside of your domain. What somebody else chooses to do with the love you give them is their decision, not yours. So why at the end of that would you even hold yourself responsible for what they chose to do with it? That's none of your business. If your if your heart IQ is high enough, you love the way you do for you. Mm. Somebody needed to hear that that's listening to this podcast right now. And if you are that somebody, I want you to meet me in the podcast after hours and let me know that that was for you. So literally, I am that I am. And my truth that I live and embody is I am who I am for me. The blessing is anybody I give access to is to experience that vibration. That's my ministry. I'm not being who I'm being for you to bless you. You get blessed, but that's not my motive. I'm just blessed. And I allow my blessed life to be out loud, visible, traceable. I document it on the internet. But I did I never got to this place of security and self-assurance until I dropped into my heart. My brain alone could not take me into this clarity. But the heart with the ancients, what Mary Magdalene talked about in our gospel, the noose. Got to learn how to live and enter the noose, the heart. Too often we think the, the accomplishment is being divine. No, that's not what Yeshua was teaching. The accomplishment is to know that you are divine and be okay with being human. You have permission to be fully God and fully human at the same time. Your heart will teach you that if you learn to live from your heart space, not just in your head. To feel what you need to feel, but access other sources of data outside of just your emotions. To decide what's really happening in your life, in your health, in your relationships. Once I really started raising my heart's IQ and tuning in, and it was really the womb healing work that, that got me there because the womb is the partner organ to the woman's heart. 
And even if you look at the anatomy and shape of the womb, kind of looks like a heart. If, if you trace like the top of the uterus around the, the ovaries and stuff down, right? So it was tuning into my womb space. Your womb records the affairs of your life, gives you clues about your destiny. If you learn how to be connected to your womb, and that's why the work of the womb sauna and what I do with women has been so impactful and will remain impactful in the world. My womb began to tell me the whispers of my heart. And I began to decode where the disconnections happened, what events in my life made me jump outside of my heart space and try to secure myself in my head space. Oh, but to be in love with yourself in such a way that your heart is unbreakable, Mm-mm-mm. it's life-changing. So what got me to that space of knowing my heart is unbreakable is pleasure. I rebelled against my fears through orgasms, through romance, through dating, courtship, playing, lining them up, putting them on their knees. (laughs) I really began to conquer my fear being hurt by creating a narrative that I cannot be hurt. It was a defining moment in my life in 2019 when I had to break off an engagement to a man that I loved and just knew we were getting married. I mean, we were steamrolling towards the altar. Um, And spirit brought it to a complete halt. And I began to wrestle with myself because even though I knew that the destination had changed, the love had not. Although I knew we weren't getting married, um, that didn't mean I stopped loving him. But at that time, I wasn't as masterful as I am now with handling transitions and relationships. And so what happened was I was in my office talking to Mother Wisdom. I'm a daughter of Mother Wisdom and unapologetically a minister of her gospel. Um, And my introduction to the divine feminine came through Proverbs 8, which I'm writing a book about. Stay tuned. You'll get more of that later. But anyway, I'm in my office and I'm crying I fall on my knees. Mama, I'm upset. (laughs) And it was like a whisper within, a voice from within that said, daughter, what is it? What is really hurting? I see my Baba, my spiritual father taught me years ago that pain is the fruit of resistance. So what was I refusing to accept, right? Pain in any form is the fruit of resistance. Because I'm speaking to the Divine Mother, Dia, one whose name we don't even know, but I prefer to call her Wisdom. Um, I said, Mama, I'm so scared that I will be taken advantage of. 
And I could hear from within me this voice that how can God be taken advantage of? Mm. See, when it comes to love, and, and I speak this for me and I say it for you as I say it, I am a phenomenal lover. Phenomenal. Love is so easy for me. It's the fear that's hard. But baby, once I love you, mm, it's yummy. I'm a phenomenal lover and so are you. I had to declare that my heart is unbreakable. You can't take advantage of me if I'm giving you pieces of me. If I'm giving you access, I'm choosing to share myself with you, give you love, not necessarily for you, but because I love to give love. Like, I am love. That's what I do. That's who I be. So if you decide to take me on a few dinners, I decide to open my legs and tap that and rock my body on you. That doesn't mean that if you don't call me again, you took advantage of me. It just means that experience is complete. We exchange what we needed to exchange. And I am emotionally mature enough to be okay with my decisions. And there hasn't been a person that I've shared my energy with who has misused it and not repented. Because I keep my warriors and my guards intact. I don't have a philosophy because I'm in tune with my heart. And I don't only make choices with my brain, but I also make choices with my heart. The heart is another brain. Remember, your heart was created before your brain. Even in hospitals today, your brain can go dead. But if your heart is still beating, they consider you to still be alive. Don't miss that. So because... I have a high IQ in my heart. And I have a high emotional and spiritual IQ. I don't do things without checking in with all of the layers of myself. I don't have casual encounters. All of my encounters are powerful, whether they are for five minutes, a day, a week, or years. Once I raise my heart's IQ, my capacity to give and receive love is endless. So even if one is out, there are others that are coming in or already there. I'm not desperate. I don't see lack. I don't believe God and lack exist in the same space. How can you take advantage of God and I know that I am she? And I live in that God frequency as often as possible. When I drop down into my humanity and I feel the emotions of being human, being on earth, <laughs> having these different experiences with people. If I feel like I need comfort, I'm so disciplined with my self-care, I can wrap my arms around myself 
and comfort myself and nurture myself and make myself feel better because the better you feel, the more you allow. And once I get back into the frequency of joy, another blessing is already at my feet. I don't have to live the narrative anymore that all heartbreak has stunted me. I can't move on. Why me? You know, pull out the violin. I'd rather pull out the drum than the violin. And I'd rather twerk and sit in my bed with a tub of ice cream sulking. Although I will do both and have. I'm offering you a different perspective. If you can change your belief, you can change what you do next. But if you insist on believing that your heart is fragile, that you keep putting it in other people's hands and they keep breaking it, whatever story you tell, my loves, you must live. So I really can't wait to hear your perspective of what we talked about tonight. Um, And I'm going to close out this episode with this thought. And it comes from one of my favorite books, A Course in Miracles on page 223. And it says, the ego is certain that love is dangerous. And this is always its central teaching. It never puts it this way. On the contrary, everyone who believes that the ego is salvation seems to be intensely engaged in the search for love. Yet the ego, though encouraging the search for love very actively, makes one provision. Do not find it. Its dictates then can be summed up simply as seek And do not find. This is the one promise the ego holds out to you. And the one promise it will keep. The ego cannot love. And in its frantic search for love, it is seeking what it is afraid to find. Sit with that. Ego. Edge God out. I pray over your head and I bless you as we close out this episode and I speak into you that God is love and love is you. Act like it. Talk like it. Be available. If you have shut down out of fear, I'm inviting you to open back up. And raise your heart's IQ. I cannot wait to meet y'all in the podcast after party. How do you get there? So listen, you go to my Facebook group. It's called Let the Womb Be Heard. After this episode airs, you'll get a notification. So make sure you turn on the notifications for the group stating that we are streaming. Everything is live. That's your opportunity to engage, come in the comments and say, oh, Tama, this particular part of the episode really resonated with me. And we can flush some things out and have an additional continued dialogue about what we're talking about tonight. I love you. If this is blessing you, please sow into the podcast. You will see an opportunity to um, leave some money 
um, through our anchor link. That's anchor.fm forward slash heal everything. Money is common language. And so um, I love to, to speak that universal language with people who resonate with what I'm providing. And then don't forget, we have a class coming up, our Power of Pleasure Masterclass, where I teach you that pleasure is medicine. I teach you what to do for your sensual and sexual health, how to not put it at the bottom of your list, but at the top. And it is life transforming, orgasmic women live different, talk different, have more money. Like it's scientifically based that orgasmic women have less disease, they're healthier, So even though you may think, oh, I'm all right, and I don't want to focus on sex, that's probably the problem. I'm just going to be honest. When I hear women talk like that, I'm like, no, boo, you need some orgasms. I can tell. I can tell. And so um, if you're interested in being a part of that experience, the early bird registration closes soon and so make sure that you connect with me shoot me a message you can email me at contact us at the womb um, or you can message us through any of our social media pages we're all over the internet just google the womb sauna you'll find me um, but if you would like to register there is a registration link and you can click make your payment and you're in so i can't wait to see you in the podcast after hours peace I love you.